Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Brianne Price is a natural healer, intuitive life strategist, and business coach. Trained in many modalities, she specializes in helping people get beyond their limitations and create what they desire to create. Born with many intuitive gifts, she excels at moving people and businesses into places they never thought possible. To contact Brianne, her email address is Price at gmail.com, and that's B-R-E. P-R-Y-S-E at gmail.com. And her website is breeprice.com. B-R-E-P-R-Y-S-E dot com. And Carol, I understand you work with Brienne on a daily basis. Yes, I do. I get to talk to her, and we definitely spend an hour each week together, which is marvelous to have someone that helps you create and reach your goals is a joy in life. And thank you, Brianne, for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Carol. Thank you for inviting me to the party. It's always a pleasure. Okay. Well, we'll have fun today. So the first thing we want to do is work on the three ways to exceed your financial goals. Uh, But first of all, let's talk about how you create these goals. Do you have any special advice for people on how to create their goals? Well, it it depends on the person, and and that's a very loaded question because one thing that we're not taught is that we are unique individuals, and so therefore we create uniquely. So the best way is to find what works for you. Notice in your life If you ask for something, what shows up? Um, What is easy? What is hard? Um, And it's just building on the success. So, for example, like if you ask for, oh, universe, I really need $50 for my cell phone bill, and then you get a bill for $50, okay, well, universe, what am I missing here? And look and see, like – if you are away from your desk, sometimes people have to create out of their regular space. So if you're asking for things and you're sitting in front of the computer and it's not working, and if you go out somewhere and then all of a sudden the energy happens, the magic happens, the contacts happen, that's how you create. So it's basically all about keeping your energy clean and paying attention and being truthful with yourself about what works for you and what doesn't. Many people 
when they contact me, they say they want to change, but what they really want is to keep things exactly the way they are and everything (laughs) magically show up. You know how that goes. And the truth (laughs) is, if the magic was working the way your life was, you would already have everything you wanted. You would be rich. You would be famous. You'd have your film. You would have all of your goals. So it's about being truthful and allowing yourself to change. And change doesn't have to be scary, but it's a process. And that's like what I'm talking about on the five ways to exceed your financial goal. It's ways to take the burn out of change. It's ways to make it as easy as possible and as quick as possible because that's what we want. As easy as possible and quick as possible. Exactly. This is uh, the key to raising money is to find the area that most fits you. Is it crowdfunding? Is it funding parties? Is it sitting down and talking to friends and family about donating to your film? What feels right and being very truthful about what feels right to you and putting that on your funding list. But in what you said earlier was I like the fact that you have to find the, the space where you are connected so that you can start to create your goals because as you create in your mind what you want to achieve, you are creating them because your thoughts are creative actions, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, you and I know this, and there's a lot of energetically sensitive people on this call, I know, because that's who you attract. So what I find happens is, like, you know that you're in a space, and all of a sudden your house doesn't feel good. You're working for your house, and it doesn't feel good, doesn't feel good, ooh, ooh, ooh. That's just a sign you need to move out. What that is a sign is there's too much energy there. There's too much negativity, or it's a sign you have not released your energy correctly. And that's part, like, um, number one on the list is keeping your energy clear. And that's really super important in this day and age. With all the political stuff, the planetary weather, solar spots, you name it, we are constantly bombarded with energy. And it, we have to own that. It's like, all right, I am really bombarded by energy. Universe, I'm feeling crappy today. All right, I got to change this. I have life to live and more important things to do. I need to change it. I'm going to change it today, okay? Now, there are very basic things you can do. Spraying rose water around an environment is really great. Roses is, are the flowers of angels, so doing that is very good. I like to flood myself with white light. That really helps. Um, putting boundaries on energy changing your space, going down to the beach one day and working instead of sitting in front of your computer in your office. That is a wonderful way. A lot of people have modalities, prayers, rituals that make them feel good and shift their energy. Absolutely use those. Um, Salt baths and showers are really excellent because it cleans out your auric field and it cleans out your skin. But it's really super important that you honor that you feel like crap and you can change it. Because as we know, we can get caught up in the crap and in the nastiness so much and we forget that we can change it. And we just really need to be in our power and in our awareness with changing the energy. Okay, so 
that's what I would say about environment. Brianne, if I may, yes, you do. And I, you know, for those who may not know, because I know it's really important to understand what the auric field is, so that when we are working with it and clearing it, as you're talking about. Um, knowing what it is for those who may not know, would you please just uh, describe that a little bit? Okay. Well, my understanding of the auric field is we have our physical body, but we also have an awful lot of energy bodies, and we emit an awful lot of energy, and science has confirmed this. And so the auric field is the energy around us. And our auric field changes depending on what energy that we're in and what we're doing and what we're admitting, you know. And the auric field is really affected. Um, I'm sure that you've had this experience where you're feeling really good, then you go talk to someone, you feel like you got hit by a bus. (laughs) That's a boundary (laughs) violation and an auric field violation. So that means you need to go clean out your field. But the, the simple thing is it's your energy body and it's your energy around you. Um, it can go, it can reach out several feet from us, but usually a foot is the standard energy. And a lot of people see different colors when they look at auric fields. So that is yes. my understanding of the auric field. Yes, that's exactly right. And Carolyn Mace would give you an A plus. You're absolutely right. The um, I have a girlfriend who you put your hands on this machine and it reads your auric field and it shows you the colors. And from that, it gives you an idea of where you are in your life. You know, I think purple is your connection to heaven and green is the heart chakra and yellow is the mental. Uh, It's really interesting to see that your body it's like a harmonious thing going on around your body, this energy, and it relates to the various colors of your own chakras. Which chakra is working Absolutely. today? Absolutely. And now we're getting more and more, the, as energy people have already known, that there is a lot of power in energy and colors. So surround yourself with colors that make you happy, colors that work for you. That can really, really expand your happiness. Now, green has traditionally been the color of money, but I find pink works really well. Um, Light language, which is a sacred geometry modality that I teach and do, um, the color of money is rosy brown, which is a brown with pink, and that is traditionally used in that for money. So whatever color works for you and makes you happy, use colors to your advantage. You know, sleep in your good color. You have eight sheets of a color that works for you and makes you happy. You know, it's it's all interconnected. And the more that we understand that everything is interconnected and we can use everything to our advantage, but we have to get, the quicker we can fund our films and everything else. Exactly. And that's Yeah, and the second point about exceeding your financial goals, it's cleaning your mental, your emotional, and your past energies out. And what I find is, and this has been also documented by science now, 
that our past traumas affect who we are today, our thoughts, our feelings, and all of this stuff. So we have to really look at all of that because most of us energetically sensitive people, we go to create something that's awesome, then all of a sudden we feel like we hit a brick wall or we're trying really, really hard and it doesn't work. Well, a lot of times that's some sort of mechanism, some sort of energy within us from our past that is preventing us. Um, one of the fun things, and this doesn't have to be hard. Now, I will honestly tell people, you don't have to clear everything before you act. You act and you go and you experience because your experience is vital because that will show you where the problems are, where the things are that are limiting you. So by all means, experience, but pay attention. Um, one fun exercise that you can do is you imagine in front of you this bin of velvet, white, or purple light, and it's burning really, really brightly. So you take everything in your body. You start asking, all right, universe, what stuff did I pick up from my mom that prevents me from having the money that I want to have right now? And you just feel into that energy, and you start picking it out out of your body and physically throwing it into the bin. And you could do the same thing with your father. One of the things that was very helpful to me is I had a lot of feedback and energy from people with old sayings from Oklahoma and Arkansas, because that's where my family is originally from. And basically, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Well, that might really affect me now. And even though I don't consciously buy into that, I can remember my grandmother saying that. So I pull that and I put it. Okay, um, your ancestry plays a part in this too because usually wherever you were by the age of two, where your parents were financially, that gets ingrained in you. So if they were struggling and usually, you know, when they're starting a new family, there's a lot of struggle, that energy can be in you that it's hard to make money. Money is a struggle, all of that stuff. So throwing all of that in there. And I like talking to the traumas and saying, all right, trauma, thank you very much. I'm, I'm reclaiming my energy. I'm stopping you. I am reclaiming my energy from you. And I am choosing to create money to help me, my family, humanity. I am choosing to do my project. And for that project, I need money. So I'm choosing to have the money. And just kind of, and it goes from person to person, but really look at all that. And throwing everything in the bin is awesome because that's just saying that you no longer need it and you no longer want it. Now, with this, it's going to go back to that magical word truth. <laughs> what I notice with a lot of people is when they start doing spiritual work, oh, I got rid of that, I got rid of that, um, it's no longer affecting me. And then I look at it, and I can see it as bright as day. So what people did, they did not get rid of it. What they did is they just put it in a box. They put it <laughs> under a modality. They did something else with it so they can't find it anymore. But it's still there <laughs> running the show. Okay. And, and how you know that is if you are still at the effects of it, if things are not working. So what I do with it, and don't make yourself wrong with this because we've all done it, and it's all we all want to be better. We all want to be successful, so we do these things. But what you do with it is you throw it in the bin. It's like uh, what I do is I invite all the energy 
from all the things that I've ever thought I've cleared, all the things from all the modalities that I thought I zapped, I bring it all up, I pull it up in my body, and I just throw it in the bin. And then that, that helps clear it. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's not to make anybody wrong, but just be truthful. And you have to get really, really truthful if you want things to work. And, Carol, as you know, as much as we would love for some things to work, some things just don't work, and that's the way it is. And we just have to – and it doesn't mean they don't work for us, period. Sometimes it just means they just don't work for us right now. That's okay. You move on to something else that works. And that's like with the film funding is if you're hitting a wall with your house parties, okay, well, then I'm going to get on my network for good page, and I'm going to work on that. All right. You just don't stop. You just change and shift focuses, you know, and that's very, very vital. Yes. Sometimes things don't work now, and sometimes you're working on the wrong film. You know, it's not time for your film. I've seen that, Brianne. Um, For example, one film was about an artist, and uh, they worked on that for 15 years. Two women, brilliant filmmakers. They worked on it. They had to put it aside and go back because it was uh, an Asian artist that no one had ever heard of, and it was ahead of its time, and the universe kept putting it on hold, putting it on hold, and finally... They got back on the film and worked very hard and darned if her name didn't become a household name all of a sudden. And when her film, their film was finished and picked up and distributed and has done very well, but they were, the universe was putting it on hold. It wasn't ready. Uh, nobody was ready for it. So it was finished at exactly the right time. Absolutely. And that segues into point number three, which means ask. And refine your asks. Um, one of the things that I notice about people is that, you know, we, we ask, we, but we sometimes forget to ask. Like with that film you talked about, they got the idea, and I'm sure, okay, this is the universe's way of telling me I need to do this. So they get ultra-focused on the film, but they stop asking. It's like, all right, universe, is it time for this film? Will this film have the impact that I want it to have at this point, you know, so it's all about asking and refining us, but you have to remember to ask. And one of the things that I tell people too is you got to ask every day. You have to ask consistently because the universe hears everything. So the universe hears, all right, universe, how can we make more money today? What can I do to make more money for my film today? But the universe also hears, oh my God, it's so hard to make money. Things don't work for me. Oh my God. And we do that. And regardless of what we think, it can be thoughts, you know, it's all crazy. So it's basically asking and you keep asking and you refine your ask. And as you brought up with that film, sometimes we're asking for the wrong thing. Are we asking you know, for the right thing and just kind of see what happens up. And and there's no wrongness, you know, because it's all about divine timing. And the divine timing is a lot different than our timing, okay? And one of the things that was really explained to me really quickly was, you know, sometimes you're just asking for too small. Sometimes things don't show up because, you know, we're asking for $10,000 for a film. Maybe we should be asking for $100,000 for two films 
or, you know, things like that. So just kind of paying attention and back to that magic truth energy of what is working and what is showing up. Okay. And then that goes to point number four is be aware of what shows up. If, you know, you're asking for something and something else shows up, pay attention. And, and Carol, and I know that you've had this experience too with me. It's like, I want new clients. So I send flyers out in the West. Well, all the clients come from the East. It's like nothing comes from those flyers, the flyers I send out in the West, but they come from the East. So it's basically the universe. It's all about telling the universe that you want something, but not being attached to how it shows up. And I'm sure you've had the stories from your filmmakers many times. They spend all this time and energy trying to get money one way, but then it magically appears from somewhere else. And exactly. we have to really, yeah, and we have to be aware of that and say, wonderful universe, how can I magically receive more energy? But the more we can get out of it has to come in one direction from one way from one person that really opens up our energy to create more magic. But we have to shift because if we're so ultra-focused on one way, we're not going to see all the opportunities. And what's wonderful about this day and age is there's a zillion and a half ways to make money. We just kind of have to choose it. We have to choose what works for us and go with that. Okay. And, And then that brings it to the fifth one is you have to put energy and action into what you want to create. And that's just how the universe works, regardless of what anybody tells you. You know, years ago when the secret movie came out, there was a lot of people who loved it. And I had a a psychologist and she said, oh yeah, we have the secret syndrome. And I said, well, what does that mean? She says, well, it means people said they asked for something, wanted a million dollars, then they went and sat in their armchair for uh, a year and then got mad because they didn't get their million dollars. But the million dollars was supposed to find them sitting in their ar- armchair watching TV. <laughs> you know? so, and, and so it was such a phenomenon that it, they had to create a syndrome for it. So it's basically, it's action. It's taking action. Now, sometimes that action can be going down to the local coffee shop because you might meet the person who is going to give you the money. Sometimes it could be going down to the beach, spending some alone time, meditating, contacting an old friend that you had. You know, it's it, it's all about just looking at the energy, opening the energy, keeping it open, and following it. Because that's how the magic happens, is just following the energy. So, this that's so good, because this, I've got to tell you, the point is that people, uh, filmmakers, will uh, are very good about asking for money, and, and uh, they're also good about following the to-do list. But the key to it all is the universe is working for you on the other side. So when you say, I need $50,000, and the phone rings, and it's uh, your neighbor saying, oh, we're going to have a little get-together next week. We want you to come over at 8 o'clock when we've got some friends coming. You say, oh, really? Who's coming? Don't say no. Say who's coming. Oh, well, we've got some people. And, uh, well, my sister is married to a very wealthy man. And he, I'm coming. I'm coming. Because <laughs> your, your guides are up there. Okay, we have to get her money. So we're going to have, okay, well, who's coming to that party? Ah, yes, now we invite her. But no, she says no. She says, oh, I don't feel good. 
doesn't go misses an opportunity. I think once you put it out there in a meditation and a vision that you have to go every place you're invited, you have to follow through with every phone call, and and I bet you will find 70% of this is going to pay off. I would absolutely agree with that. And it's not only going, but you have to be in the energy, choose to be in the energy of a successful filmmaker, of a person who makes good use of other people's money. So absolutely. But this goes back to number one about keeping your energy clean. As you keep your energy clean, you keep your focus, and you keep yourself in that wonderful energy. And, and, allowing yourself to stay there regardless of what craziness people are doing around you, you know, and, and also to that also, and I'm glad you brought that up, Carol, about excuses. Excuses are nothing more than well-intentioned lies. Okay. And our energy can keep a lot of excuses like, um, before you're going to that party that you got invited to, your mother calls like, oh, well, you know, I need some eggs. Can you go to the store and get eggs? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> well, I really need it. I really need it. No, I, I'm going to go. So you, you put you first. Now, you absolutely take care of business, but you also don't, you know, let people distract you because we have a lot of well-intentioned people in our lives who love to distract us. And and what I think with that is the universe, that's the universe's way of saying, okay, you say you want it, do you really, or do you want an excuse to go off and do something? Here's your excuse to go off and play, or do you want to do your film? And you just have to answer, I'm choosing to do my film. Thank you very much, universe. Let's go get it. Exactly. Now, when you say go as a filmmaker, I I just want to add what this means is you go with the perfect pitch. You have worked on your pitch. You can pitch the homeless man on the street up to the Queen of England. It matters not. It's part of your DNA, and it works. People get involved. They love your film. Two, you have a package, and it's on your cell phone. Three, you have your budget, and you can defend every line. You know you're looking for $275,000 to make your doc or your feature, or maybe it's only $73,000, but you know that number. These are the things that give you the, the confidence to make the ask and get the funding because when your donors see you confident and knowledgeable about the inside working of the film financially as well as artistically, now they're impressed. Right, Brianne? Absolutely. And that is a professional. Everything you described is professional. I mean, there's a lot of people wanting a lot of money. And yes, there's a lot of money in the world, but people don't want to be embarrassed by giving the wrong person money. People don't want to be gypped. People want to feel like they're contributing. So if you have those things that Carol described, you are absolutely a professional. They know they can trust you. And they can make a difference through you. It's like you're allowing people to buy into your dream. You're allowing people to support you. And that's really what you want is being in all of that energy. And what I always do, too, is I tell people, ask for to be in the energy that these people need to see to support you. That can be joy. It can be happiness. It can be competence. It can be knowledge. It can be Whatever it is, and it's like you are the biggest expert on your film because it is uniquely yours. But when you have all the things that support that, that you have your budget, you have everything, 
awesome. That just shows people that they are making the right decisions with their money, the right choices with their money. Exactly. And your pitch is such that they can go home with a sticky story, which is the elements of your film, and pitch their other half. Because everybody has a partner, a mother, brother, sister, or someone that they talk to, and they need to be able to brag about the fact that they have donated or getting involved with you and your film and carry that message further for you. So when you're pitching someone, they've got to be able to pitch someone else. That's a key to a good pitch. Absolutely. And I believe, too, the more you say it, the more it gets out in the universe. It creates thought forms, and it magically, you open the door for it to magically get somewhere that you never thought possible. Because you absolutely positively want strangers donating to you. You you absolutely want, oh, you know, I heard this, and I saw, I overheard somebody talking in a coffee shop, and I got on your website. Wow, that's awesome. That's the kind of magic that does happen that you can create, but you have to be open to do that. And for that, you need your foundation of your pitch and everything else that goes with that. So absolutely, Carol, absolutely. Well, and that's yeah, what I, I like gotta... about – Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm going to say that's what I love about your classes that – go to because you teach an awful lot of this and it's it's a lot of good knowledge that you can use to further your career. So that's awesome that you have all your classes. Carol, would you mind sharing for just a moment about your classes so that our listeners who may not know about it can, can know what you do with the classes? Sure. Well, the intentional filmmaking class is going on now. And the first thing we do is we set our intentions A lot of this is based on Lynn McTaggart's book, The Field, Living the Field, and and then The Power of Eight. I love her work um, because she's interviewed physicists who are saying exactly what you're saying, Brianne. They're saying so much of what they're complimenting your statements. So we plan our goals, and then we make our vision, we make our to-do list. What do we have to do to achieve those goals? And we set to work, and then we teach uh, the budget, the pitch, the paperwork, whatever you need for your project. could be a film or a doc or a webisode. And the interesting thing is that in this class, one filmmaker, the first thing she said was, I need $50,000. So that became her focus, and she uh, that's all she did. She focused on it. She had her to-do list. She went to work, and I swear to you, she got a check for $45,000, and she was in shock. The company that she did some outside service work for put an extra zero when they paid her off. And, of course, she had to send the check back, but it was a great uh, acknowledgement. And then she got another five right after that from the same company. They made two mistakes, and she got her fifty thousand, Brienne. But <laughs> uh, what would you say that message means? That's a good one. Well, what I would take from that is you're on the right. Something's just a little bit off. Maybe it's about <laughs> keeping money. And I would look at a about uh, beliefs about does money fly through your fingers? Uh-huh. Um, can you keep money? 
And, and that's usually what that's about. Or do, is it a mistake to give you money? You know, that could be some really, it feels like this might be some mom issues about, well, you can't work with money well, so it's a mistake to give you money. You know, those are the things oh that I would work look at. Okay, good. Well, I'll tell her because she's totally open to receive. Um, but this is this is very interesting. Well, we we do have some great stories out of the intentional filmmaking class, and a lot of it, Brianne, a lot of our success stories are people who became very truthful. Example: We had one filmmaker who came, who joined, and she wanted to do this film, and it was a half a million dollar budget or more. And uh, and she so I'm talking to her about where to raise the money, and I just felt this was the wrong film. So I said, "Or do you know anyone with money, or anyone who knows anybody with money?" And she said, "No." And I said, "Do you have another script that is for less money?" Yes, she said, "I have one. What's the budget? Probably fifty thousand. Okay, would you consider doing this film through the class?" Okay, she said, and then you she did she. Took up that script. She used it in the class. She got her budget, her pitch, her package. She got the money. She took Tom Malloy, who teaches with me. He became her producer. They raised over a hundred thousand, and she sold her first film to Showtime, and is doing quite well. So you see, uh, because she was truthful about how much she could raise. Because I said, can you raise that 50? Oh, yeah. And she was very confident when she said it. And that's what it takes. You have to believe that you can do it. Don't you agree, Brianne? Absolutely. And look at what you can't do or something maybe is not the right timing. And, you know, and we talked about that earlier. But, yes, and if it doesn't light you up and it doesn't make you happy, why are you doing it? It's like you, you're expecting other people and the universe to be excited about something, but if you can't find any excitement in you, how's anybody else? So it's just kind of looking, and you can absolutely change that. Because a lot of times people choose their film projects for a certain reason. But as we know, as time goes on and the work is involved, sometimes you fall out of love with it or you just don't see the end result anymore. So the more you can get very truthful and get into the, your love affair with your film, the better. Absolutely. Yes, well, the average for a documentary is six years to make a doc with two more years for distribution. And um, I am hesitant sometimes to tell people that when they come up with these really great ideas, they have no, uh, they're not aware of the amount of time that it takes to create all the paperwork, raise the money, go out and shoot, come back, edit, all the things that are necessary to create a, a film. Uh, but they, yeah, and sometimes it's better you don't know <laughs> what you don't know. Uh, I just find mm-hmm. that making a film is such a total focus and dedication that you really have to know it's the right thing. And again, like you're saying, if you are working really hard, doing everything you can, and you're not bringing in money, perhaps it's not the right time or it's not the right project for you at this time. Absolutely. And what I will say about time is time is very interesting. Time is a construct from this reality. This is the only place time exists. 
And we all know people who can break through time, who do not need to spend the whole six years. But what I would say with that, what what you're saying is, yes, it's like, all right, universe, I totally get that the average length of time is six years. All right, I acknowledge that, but I'm choosing differently, and I'm choosing to get this done in record time, and I'm choosing for this to all come together in magic, and, you know, and in time and beyond time. So I, I agree with, with what you said, because six years, that could feel like it's more of a burden than a joy. Yes, yes, but you can overcome time. You can. I've seen it happen. Uh, it happened to me one, one day when I was late for a very important event out in the mountains. We were going to spend the weekend making uh, – actually making drums and uh, with an Indian woman that I know. And we were late in leaving Hollywood, and we had to go all the way to Malibu and then up into the mountains. So we covered up the clock on the car, and we asked the angels to clear the traffic. And we were there in 15 minutes. I know it's crazy, but that's what happened. Uh, and they they all said, "Oh, we knew you would be here today, just on time," and there we were. Uh, so I realize that you can work magic with time if you recognize that we, it is we're the only ones that have time. There actually is no time when they do the math to work on stuff, right? They don't put time in as an element. No. They they do not so time, yeah. Time is just whatever we make it to be. So looking at our beliefs about time and throwing them in the bin is very helpful too. Very helpful too. Yes, it's got to be because you know that's the average, but that doesn't mean you have to be part of the average. So I think sometimes by not knowing that you might be better off. Uh, but you'd still have to be totally dedicated, and it has to be something that you are determined to do, and you enjoy it. Oh, absolutely, because enthusiasm is contagious. Joy is contagious. And, you know, we all have people in our lives that we always come across where they're just joy. They're happy for no reason, and we just feel so alive being around them. It's just because they emanate joy, and that's awesome. And that's the energy that you need with your film to get the funding and to get it made in a way, even if it's not necessarily a joyful subject, but get it made in record time and in a joyful manner. So. Exactly. Enthusiasm is contagious. You're so right. And if you're not enthusiastic in your pitch, then you're missing the boat because that's where high energy and enthusiasm pay off. You have to engage other people and raise their vibration up to your enthusiasm for the film so that they want to be part of it. This is the key, Mm -hmm. Brian. Well, I've always liked the way that you uh, teach us on our uh, uh, From the Heart. We have every other Saturday we have a call, and Brianne talks to us about film funding. And you say often to ask the universe daily, what can I do to take me to my goal? So I love this idea. Tell us more about this. Okay. Okay. 
Yes, and well, one of the big things with that is recognizing that every day is different. A lot of times, as you know, when we're super-duper focused, we think there's only one energy, only one way, and, and we just stop our energy. But if we're asking what we can do today to move us forward in our goals, what we can do today to get our documentary made faster and easier, then that opens up the energy of the universe to give us more and we can receive more. And that goes back, though, to paying attention. You know, um, we've all had things where, okay, I'm going to sit all day and I'm going to work on my computer. I'm going to get this done. And then you keep hearing, oh, you need to go get a coffee. You need to go get a coffee and you keep (laughs) hearing that. It's like, all right, universe, is this a distraction or is this something to move me forward? And, you know, then seeing what the energy feels like and then going forward because you could meet somebody there. Um, And I don't know about you, but I get a lot of my inspirations driving. I get a lot of my inspirations just talking to strangers because there's the exchange of energy and ideas on a different level. So, you know, getting out of ourselves, out of our super-duper focus, crazy energy, and allowing something else in is what can really help us. You know, and it just goes back to truth. It's being truthful. Is it distraction or is this something I need? So This is so true. I love it. When you've asked the universe for an answer to a question, you ask, you ask, but you're too busy to meditate or sit or to take a walk to get the answer. We're not listening enough. We're asking a lot, but we're not listening. But what I find my guides do to me sometimes is that they will tell me my answer from another person. They just start talking about something, and there's my answer. And it is so funny that usually I start to laugh because I think, I guess I am so dense that I'm not hearing the answer, so they get someone to say it to me. Has that happened to you, Brienne? Oh, that happens all the time. And here's what I think. I don't think it's necessarily that we're too dense. It's basically we need the answer from that other person and their energy because we're always exchanging energy with people whether we know it or not. So I think it's not only the answer to that, but it's also getting the supportive energies. And we make their day too because, you know, we really – People are so starved for good energy, so starved for good connection. I mean, I love to go to restaurants and just talk to people and be nice and friendly and leave a good tip. And and people so appreciate that because that doesn't happen a lot. Sometimes people go to restaurants just to take out their anger on people. You know, it's all pretty crazy. So the more we can be in that great energy, the better. Now, Uh, bringing up the answers and truths is one of the things I was told is truth is very dynamic. So we could get an answer and that could be an answer, but there could also be a higher answer. Like the first answer that we can receive is the answer to us receiving $50,000, let's say. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can go with that answer, but then there might be a higher one for us to raise the hundred thousand but we're not there yet and we can't see it. It's like we have to get 
in that truth and not make the truth so static that we're holding it in place. It's like, okay, I'm going to work on that 50000 I'm going to work. I'm going to receive the 50000 and I'm going to open myself up for more energies for a higher truth for $100,000. You know, right. doing that. Yeah, yeah, because um, I said I love um, – Driving, I always get a lot. Talking to people, I get an awful lot. And I believe, too, when you do an awful lot of energy work, your guides start talking to you. And I have a couple of guides that they they rarely speak. It's always the same voice, but you better believe I pay attention because they rarely speak. And it's always such a truth that it hits me to the core when they speak. And, and you're probably aware of that energy too, Carol, is basically you can talk to somebody and it's blah, blah, blah. But when the truth comes in, you feel it in your heart, in your brain, and it really resonates with you. So, yes. you know, just allowing yourself to see that. Okay. And another your thing with body too gets is a, it. It's like a signal. Your totally. whole body feels it. Yeah. And Ooh. one of the places, too, where we have problems with truth is we try to make other people's truth our truth. And that's the problem with modalities and a lot of the stuff that's taught. Like, if you just do this, this will happen. Well, no, <laughs> not necessarily. We have to, you know, we can look at that and we can utilize it, but we don't have to make it solid to where it's the only thing that will work for us. It's the only way we can do things. And as you know, in your stories with filmmakers, is that's where we get into trouble. It's always limiting. It's like, no, I'm going to look at that and I'm going to flow with it and I'm going to see if it works for me. And if it doesn't, I'm going to flow over here and have something else that works for me. You know, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be flexible. Well, you you mentioned something really important for filmmakers that we are all connected and we are. Um, you want to look at? I mean, uh, our astronaut uh, found that when he was in outer space that we were all connected. That was in an epiphany that he had, and we and he came back and started the noetic science. So it's important that we recognize that that. The, the energy that we have is we are connected to other people. So working uh, with other people on films is part of it, you know, because it takes a lot of people to make a film. So and each one has a contribution to make for the film. So how you want to always be able to work with other people in the best way. So any advice you can give us about staying positive, because filmmakers have to make so many decisions, and they are made as a group many times to get the best product, their best end product. But giving up the uh, any personal attachment to things and recognizing that you're working on a film that is for the good of all is an important aspect, but how do you overcome any of your emotions that you might feel when you are with the group and they're going with an idea beyond what you thought? Okay. Well, that is very important. That's Also, there's a lot of facets to that. One of the things that I would recommend with all, all filmmakers is notice what is showing up. Like if you are 
attracting people who are not making their goals, if they're not doing what they said they do. Number one, look, where are you not doing that? Are you keeping your goals? And anything that doesn't allow you to do that, you know, you throw that in the bin. Looking at friends, because sometimes we want everybody to like us, and we want friends, and that's awesome, but sometimes, you know, we've all had the crazy friends, we've all had the druggy friends, we've all had the friends who don't care about money and all of that. So looking at friends and upgrading your friendship energies, you know, what kind of friend are you? What could you allow? And throwing all that in the bin is good. But also, too, what is most important, vitally important, is looking at um, business. Because your film is a business. It's a viable product. So you should be in business energy with your film. And like, all right, I'm going to choose to treat this as a business. And then see what you attract. And if throw all your your angry business energy in the bin also. Because, you know, we have a lot of people right now, corporations are bad. Well, that's going to stop you from being able to create what you want to create with your film. Okay? So basically, yes. it's all about, goes, it goes back to noticing what is showing up and allowing it to change and demanding it to be changed. And what I like is, universe, show me what I'm doing that's causing this. Because it rests with you. You're the one who creates your own reality. So if you're constantly getting negativity on your film or on your crew, all right, universe, what am I doing that's changing this? I demand that this change, and it changed now. You know, and what I like about using that energy is when you think truth when you're talking to somebody, you compel them to either tell the truth or you know that they're lying. And when I do that, I mean, people confess to some of the craziest things that they would never tell anybody in a million years because they're in that truth energy, okay? And, and as we know, in this day and age, people can be very sneaky. People can be very devious. People can be very underhanded. There's the doing the wrong thing for the right reason mentality. People have a lot of justifications, and people can be sneaky. You know, you can have people who are undermining your authority and you not know. But if you be in truth energy, you can find that out and change and shift that. You know, and what I will say with people is what I have noticed is people are emulating a lot of the Internet stars, a lot of behaviors that are really not truly them, but they're seeing it. So, you know, really don't go into they're forgiving and they're undermining me. It's like, all right. Are they just being unconscious? Are they, un are they just emulating somebody they idolize, but that's not working for me? And, and just do that because your film is very important. Your project is very important. Being a good steward of your money is very important. So the more clarity you can get and the more truth you can be and the more demanding you are of truth, the easier it can get, the faster it can get, and the better it can get. Wow, this is such good information for filmmakers and for all of us, no matter what walk of life. Brianna, sincerely thank you for all the guidance and support that you've given us on the show today. We really appreciate it. 
Well, thank you for inviting me. I love what I do. I spent some time in the corporate world, and I love this. And, you know, we're all to where this is God's school. That's what life is about is this is God's school. So we need to figure out how to make it work, and we need to figure out how to be happy regardless of what's going on. So Absolutely. That is well, my tell mission. Us how, <laughs> that's a good mission. How do people reach you? Tell us again. Okay, um, for right now, my website is in flux a little bit. Right now it's being updated. So it's uh, my email, Bree, B-R-E-P-R-Y-S-E at gmail.com. Now, when you send me an email, because I get so much spam and everything, put blog talk radio or appointment or something that's different that will get my attention in the subject line. Okay. Okay. So that is good. Oh, this and, is and my phone number. Yes. Okay, and you can also send me a text too. My phone number is five six two six five nine one seven seven two. Now, sending a text is always the best because I get so many robocalls. I don't answer the phone, so just you know know that. But you know, I would love to help anybody and answer any questions. So. Oh wow! What a great gift. Well, Claire. Thank you very much. Great show. I've learned a lot. How about you? Yes, indeed. Always a pleasure. I'm, I like the, uh, the different points, the different uh, tips that you offered, especially the one about truth, because that's really about getting to the bottom of things within yourself that then you can start turning things around. So, Brianne, thank you. That was a wonderful piece of wisdom. Oh, you're welcome. And believe me, that was a hard-learned one for me, too. So everybody (laughs) needs that. So it's awesome. Okay. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye, Claire. Okay. Bye-bye. Be well. And to our listeners, I want to tell you how grateful we are for the donations that you've given at FromTheHeartProductions.com to support our podcast. Carol and I sincerely thank you. We'd love to hear from you as well with your show ideas and topics that you'd like to hear about. Um, Who are some people that you would like to have us interview on the show? And uh, just share us your feedback, your comments, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Also, please join us next week on the Art of Film Funding podcast. Always great to have you join us. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. 
That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.